<laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You really know how to sport that color blue. Really? You're looking real good. Oh, my God. Hey, Morty. Oh, hey, hey, Jessica. So, is Tiny Rick your brother or cousin or... No, my grandpa just transferred his consciousness into a clone of himself so he could be in our high school. Cool. Hey, Tiny Rick's playing guitar. All right, everybody. This next one's coming straight from the heart. Making the lyrics up right off the top of my head. Let me out. What you see is not the same person as me. My life's a lie. I'm not who you're looking at. Let me out. Set me free. I'm really old. This isn't me. My real body's slowly dying in a vat. Is anybody listening? Can anyone understand? Stop looking at me like that and actually help me. Help me. Help me. I'm gonna die. Tiny Rick. Alrighty, cakes. Okay, cakes. Here we are back. Back here from uh, all sorts of holidays, and actually, we've had a several weeks of work, but uh, basically just playing catch up. I feel like catch up. Now we finally get to do a little lunch breaky show, kind of sitch. Good to be back. <clears throat> yeah. Nice second rainy day. Back on the parker. Um. The podcast train. Doot doot. Yes. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to get into maybe a little bit of holiday stuff. Okay. Um, but basically just had a couple of, you know, thoughts I wanted to throw out about my trips, uh, out and about now. Yeah. You've had a pretty eventful I did. December, I, I think. I did. We went, Traveling. uh, went to a, did some, did some Christmas, did some, did some water park action. Ooh, water but, park. um, I just. I'm going to talk about family dynamics a little bit, but I also want to get into something that I, I don't think a lot of people really kind of get to the heart of. It's kind of a funny thing to think about, and that's, that's um, well, it's kind of twofold. Basically, it's, uh, it's substance over the holidays, like, uh, you know, people getting trashed. More than they probably You're would. Substance abuse. Yeah, well, well, probably, but more rec- borderline re- abuse. <laughs> recreational. Or just, uh, just enjoyment holiday, holiday of fun. holiday, uh, mm. you know, cheer. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. You know, I I, I like to to throw them back. Uh, as you know, you have have thrown them back with me many a time. Uh, we do we do enjoy throwing them back every once in a while. Every once when it strikes, mm-hmm. holidays moving into that whole thing, but um there are, now that you've got kind of a situation in in California versus some of the other states when you go and travel, here it just seems like everybody's smoking pot like <laughs> all the time. Does is does it seem that way cuz I was actually thinking about that recently. I'm like Nothing really seems like it really changed. Nothing like anything it, changed. Once it, once went recreational. Yeah. It's just people don't hide it. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, like... You, you, you're but that's st- what I mean by it didn't change. Like, I don't even know more people showing up. I don't see more people around me. And I'm, I'm not... I, I don't... I'm not around it. I'm not... No one around me really smokes. But I haven't seen any more people popping up because of it. Have you? Have you yeah. Been, I, okay. I really... Okay. And I'm not going to more... say, like, it's, you know... It, not that it's a bad thing. I'm a I'm oh. a big fan. But well, it's legal. Do what you want. I yeah, guess. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like um, I I notice now there's a, a lot more often I'm walking on a sidewalk or I'm, I'm walking someplace and all of a sudden I'm like 
This is true. This smells yeah. fantastic. That definitely happens more often than before it was legal. That's for right. Sure. Yeah. So like you know, it, it catches you like when you walk by a good Mexican place. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know how just the, the change in smell goes from like, oh, it's, oh. it's outdoor smell to, wow, somebody's Man. cooking up some huevos rancheros. That's some special outdoor stuff. Right yeah, there. that's, yeah, some, somebody <laughs> cooking. Um, so I get a lot more of that. Yeah, that's And true. I get a lot mm-hmm. of looks from my wife like, well, the, the, do you smell that? Somebody's getting baked. Like, they have to be smoking some serious stuff to get. But I'm like, no, we just don't. It used to be less prevalent. People just didn't do it all the time. But I also catch people doing things, doing it, a lot of vaping. A lot right. of like, you know, slot it out of your pocket, doing a little vape. I do see that a lot more often. And I'm still like... And it's eh. like in the line at the movies. But I'm also thinking, is that a vape pen? Or is that marijuana? Or is that just a tobacco vape pen? But does it make you think like, wow, a lot more people are smoking than they used to? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I get you know, that. Mm-hmm. it's just so you take that and then you kind of roll that ball into holiday situation where you're kind of used to it. You're even someone who who likes to kind of partake and, and such, mm-hmm. and then you're hit with the with it's like going back into the Stone Ages, you know, where it's not recreational and it's not and even medicinal. It's like they make it extremely difficult for you to even get it. Oh, you're in a different state. You're yes. saying a non-legal yes. state. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you see like the the booze intake mm-hmm. go after, I don't, I don't know, maybe I've just noticed it in the last couple of years, but this is, I think this is the first time I've gone back for a major holiday, Christmas right. being the one, uh, since we we got we went rec- recreational and everybody always thought we were a bunch of hippies who smoke pot in California. But anyway, um, right. <laughs> I move into this. You know, I go back home to to see family, and now all of a sudden I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I get it. It's okay if you're sitting in traffic and you you know your vape pen and you smoke a little pot or whatever. I've never heard of anybody like running over a busload of kids because they right. were a little high. But I did notice that there was just an ungodly amount of like drinking and driving. Oh, okay. Uh, in the holidays in these mm-hmm. states where pot isn't legal. Right. You know what I mean? Where you mm-hmm. got cats who would go to, you know, th- these Christmas parties and get super loaded up. Slam. And then, like in California, at the very least, you'd be like, all right, doesn't need a driver. I'm going to kind of keep it or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to Uber or whatever. The last thing you see is somebody like double fisting what's left of, you know, their wife's cocktail and making a roadie. Right. <laughs> you know yeah so you're kind of going man or, or like bloody mary's oh they're flowing like wine wow um and not to say that i didn't enjoy no oh, kidding me and yeah, yeah well, i mean it's a kind of a win in rome thing but you're also uh, you're a little bit more mindful of the fact mm. that it's like wow when you have that absence of that additional thing substance right yeah you're limited in substances and you're kind of really not balancing it out <laughs> well yeah i mean you'd exp- like out here you've you've got you know one friend who's just way more of a you know pothead than anybody else and it's like he doesn't he won't he'll have a beer or two beers at the party and just be high the whole time right and you could kind of count on him to at least make decisions if be shit pretty gets level-headed out of, yeah for sure she gets out of control um but when you don't really have that you've got somebody you got everybody who's getting a little too black out and it's just like you trust me i'm good 
It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Did any family secrets go flying out? <laughs> um, no, but there's always shit that gets said. Yeah. When you, people are like, eh, maybe that you're, that you're kind of going, why are you? It's not even about me. You're just, you basically just told everybody some shit you don't want to know about yeah. yourself. <laughs> right. Um, and then there's also the uh, like some people uh got a little too courageous with their judgment, uh, and would say you know like. I don't know, make make off the cuff comments sure. about certain things and you're just kinda going, Bro. Poor taste. Not cool. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah. Here, smoke a little of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so there was that element of it. Sure. Okay. You know? Um mm-hmm. it, it was de- it, I'm definitely starting to feel more at least I felt like when I went went back there it was a little bit more equal kind of footing when it came to partying on the holidays. Well, but, we're all getting a little older. Yeah, but now I, I don't know. I I was impressed. Yeah. By the the risk taking, because I feel like if you took the kind of risks that yeah those cats take, and they're driving everywhere, they're well, driving yeah everywhere. Well, that's I, mean, I I grew up with. You and I are kind of both from the Bible Belt, right? That's all considered yeah, that. And I didn't Southeast. realize how I didn't realize how you know strict it was over there until I got older and starting lived in L- California. For 15 years, and I go back and visit. I'm like, wow, can't really buy alcohol on Sundays, but people drink like fishes around here. And oh my gosh. I, I would always joke that when I would come home from college, I drank way more when I came home to visit than I did when yeah. I was in school because it was just stocked. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and to gozies and roadies were just an Oh, everybody, thing. everybody's got would get a cooler. Goes. They get the one drink to drink on the way to the bar. I mean, it was. It's weird out there. <laughs> so I okay, then that takes it uh, takes me to my second point. Um, have you ever gotten so hammered around family that you kind of felt a little like maybe I don't go downstairs today? <laughs> like maybe I don't. Don't show your face. Yeah, maybe like maybe I'll just yeah. Like how do I ease in? <laughs> I don't really know exactly what, what all I night? said, how I <laughs> acted. Was I cool? Did was that thing I did? Was it cool? Did it did it land? Right. No. You know, like you're just. I, I'm getting older. The older I get, I'm thinking to myself, man, when I have a great time when I get when I get uh, team team any martinis, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. But I'm way more cognizant of the fact that I'm nowhere near as cool as I think I am. Right. And or PC, maybe. Yeah. Well, the the, <laughs> the when you, you know when you get hammered, you still think to yourself, like back to who you were getting hammered when you were in your twenties. Right. So you're like, this is fun, me. So drunk us don't doesn't really grow up, maybe. <laughs> right. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. You still like it. you still make the same kind of bad decisions right. that you did. You're like, man, I'm out doing it. Let's have a good time. Then right. The devil may care. You might be mindful most of the time not to not drink too much, but when you do, you're automatically. It, it, back that's there. the point. It's like, like right. we never really perfected that. <laughs> exactly. So you don't think of yourself when you're hammered as like, man, I'm. I'm an old fart with responsibilities. Right. You think you're still super duper witty. You, yeah. <laughs> and exactly. entertaining and you to don't, everybody around you. You don't even think of the juxtaposition of like, okay, th- me doing this at 25, it may have been kind of quirky, funny, and, and cool. Me doing this at, at you know, 39, 40. Right. <laughs> oh, bro. Just not all right. That's a broke ass move. That's Bush League. <laughs> 
Like, you've got a problem. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing that are people going to be like, that dude's got a problem. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I want to have fun, but I know I can't, I can't have too, I can't have too much fun fun. around family, around friends. Did you have a moment of waking up like this, this particular Christmas? No, no. no. Um, I mean, I guess there were a couple of times where I felt like, uh, everybody had been getting a little bit saucy and i was on the same train and uh maybe someone is a little bit more saucy than you and stole the thunder well you know (laughs) i don't worry about anything (laughs) you know i get loud when i yes you know so i might i mean we might as well be at a silent movie and i'm like this is awesome yeah so um yeah out of play out of turn maybe a, a couple times but i mean I, I certainly didn't get the vibe that I woke up at any point throughout my visitation um, where, you know, I was embarrassed around my kids or embarrassed around my right, family, you, you know, like show your I, face. I, I towed the line, you know? Yeah. Like, so I, I knew I, I couldn't get away with it because I, I have not gotten away with it several times <laughs> in the past all the way up to this. So I know I've got to, you know, whatever. But I mean, I heard a, you know, I heard a story about, um, you know, my sister throwing up in an Uber, uh, oh, on yeah. like her, her 40th birthday party. And then she, you know, she went out and partied big, uh, with, her, with her buddies, um, over the, over the, for the, for the big Christmas party, whoever their, sure. their group was. And I mean, you just, you know, that the party is, is going off and there's bad decisions made. So I guess, yeah, that's why you don't in, invite family to friend functions. Over the holidays, because you don't want your family watching you uh, get, L- lose get it. debauched. Right. Here's how me and my buddies do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't fall off the floor, Mom. Merry holidays. <laughs> so, have you have you ever had a... Uh, I can't say that I have. Um, it's a small... You ever been around a family member where you were kind of going... <laughs> Little, oh good. A little drunker than uh hey, yeah. <laughs> I I yeah. Um <laughs> No, no, not something I want to talk about. <laughs> no? Not gonna break that up? <laughs> yeah. Let's keep that ever, can of worms you ever, sealed. You ever <laughs> you ever wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, find your mom passed out on the toilet just sitting there? <laughs> nightly <laughs> that would happen one time bingo I nights i was uh in between college and la after college i was uh was living at home for a little while and i was my mom actually got me a job sort of as an assistant at this lawyer's office that she was working at and i came in truest form the next morning like i went out the night before super drunk got you know went to work the next day you know and my mom was just like you look like crap well you got bags under your eyes what were you doing last night why'd you even show up today like it just totally laid into me <laughs> you're like i was up all night trying to get these bags under my eyes i got it i got to work on time isn't that enough <laughs> God. but but no i can't say that i've uh had had much of a run-in with the family when it comes to too much and and embarrassment yeah they're a small knit so it's not a huge partying going on and enough to make it last long enough because you got enough family members that you're trying to visit all night and it just adds up we're a pretty small team so we're in and out and 
Yeah. Hours. Is it so you got if you're playing the numbers? Right. You just you got, got a big family. You got a, you got a long night ahead. Oh, you, of you got a full group. That, and not only that, but there's some of those. If you have a large family, you really want to be drinking even more by the time you get around to visiting and catching up with that particular family member. I'm sure sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ones that take a little extra sauce. <laughs> I remember, like, there were some time, like, I think the Christmas before last. So I have a, I have a cousin um, that is probably one of, like, the brightest dudes I've, I've ever met. He's just super laid, uh, laid back, down to earth, uh, younger than me and grayer than me. Uh, okay. just, he got that gene, but uh, just a really brilliant guy with, with numbers um and it does just insanely well for himself but kind of lives the he's very kind of particular about the way that he likes to you know they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks that kind of things like he's that guy is so far into his groove right you know like there's not a lot of change in his future um that he's not well unless it's him growing and changing right right. he's not influenced so when it comes to girls like dating and 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 chicks he's my one of my oldest cousins on that side um you know his younger brother is married and has a kid and you know he keeps getting the pressure every time i'm around he keeps getting that pressure where it's like oh, you yeah. know well, what are you gonna do are you gonna have a you gonna have kids soon you're gonna be a nice girl and settle down and, you know this this dude's over the past his mids he's right. in his, now clearly in his late 30s and um you know i have these conversations with him um, and I'm like, man, what's the talent like? Where are you living? Is it ho- is it solid? Is it good? You know, like you get join a bowling team. Like, what do you do? You know, like where what, does he live? Um, like state, state wise. Let's put it this way. Um, it's imagine if it was like Connecticut in a really small town. Okay. Like you'd know, you know it. Like you'd know the town if I told you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I got you. But, but a small town nonetheless. But it's like there's not. It, it ain't it ain't known for the nightlife and you know you sure. don't you don't move there because you're like man this is gonna be off the hook All right it's not i'm gonna that. live it up over here exactly you Got know okay. a lot of people in this town probably still have vhs so you, po- you poke and prod how's the talent yeah how you doing what are you doing to kind of sp- <laughs> you know i'm doing this i'm having these conversations for you because i know you're you're getting it from all angles so i'll talk i'll talk straight bro to bro casual with you Right. And I'm like, and you, you, you gotta know, and this is where I, I probably went a little bit too heavy on the, on the cheap wine, um, oh, no. that night. Cause I, I remember I turned to him and I'll never forget it because <laughs> I was hammered when I said it. And I'm like, man, you got, if you're going to be out there on the scene, like first you got to prospect, got to figure out where, where the girls that you want to meet are, you right. know? If you tell them how to strategize, yeah, his, like his woman finding plans, get, get into some, you know, find a, a common interest first, and then you know, hook up with the chicks in a, in a group setting. Look, here's how it's done. Exactly. Well, he just, he's just not one of those people who gets is a real right. out, kind of outgoing dude. Well, nice. he beats to his own drum. He's got it all on lock. He's kind of right. But then I said, well, if you're around and you you know, and he's dated plenty of girls, and I'm like, but you got this one thing you got to make sure. You do, you gotta jerk off like all the time, man. Yeah. Like, if you're not jerking <laughs> off, you're not a relaxed guy. Uncle Ben giving out the advice. This is cousin. This is, cousin. This is, cousin this is like we're peers. I'm like, dude. If you, I know you're a serious straight shooter, but like, you should have calluses on your hands if you're a single dude 
Uh, and I, look at me. I'm married. I have kids. I mean, it only gets worse from here. Yeah. I'm like, but you need to. My hands are softer than a baby's butt. Dude, you. Oh, <laughs> my dick looks like it's like yeah. 18 years old. So much moisturizer. But it's, it's I, I was so open to him about it. Just trying to be like, look, man, you, you carry yourself a little tight. Yeah, we gotta get a little bit more gait in your step. Come on, let's loosen you know? it up, buddy. You ever, you ever see how the Fonz walks? Yeah. <laughs> hey, like we gotta get you to that point. You know the Fonz yeah. used to jerk off all the time. <laughs> That's why I did that thing with his thumbs. Yeah, he constantly is is his. So used to holding his dick that he had permanent yeah. fists. And that's how the walk really started. <laughs> <laughs> like, he kind of had to start walking that way. Yeah, yeah. I was pointing to himself, what has two thumbs hey. and likes to masturbate? This guy. <laughs> notice, hey. notice the action there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, that if you ask me, like, have you had... I'm sure my mother would be like, oh, he's done way worse than that. Yeah, right. Of course I have, mother. She's like, I've had to apologize for him on several occasions. He is the worst. Like, so, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure my mom thinks that I'm just uh, hands down the the craziest of the crew. Yeah. Um, But when it comes to me, like, you know, have I ever done anything so dumb on Christmas? Um, The only other thing that I can, like, if you're talking embarrassing. Okay. I went to a, a Capitol Grill back in, like, this Jesus is back 2008 2009. This is a pretty nasty story. So I'm just I turn the radio off right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be nasty. <laughs> Parental get guidance. Yeah. So um, you know, my 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 dad always takes us out for for his birthday, and uh, my sister's ex husband was was there, and he he's an asshole, um, but he was at the time he was friends with a bunch of the. Of, of her friends uh, that she had known growing up, but not the good group of friends. You know what I mean? Like the group of friends that were didn't have their lives together. Okay, you yeah. You know, that were getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we go to this place called the Capitol Grill, which was a, a wonderful restaurant. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I, I, of course, me being the carnivore that I am, I order the steak tartare, which is, as we all know, Rare, mm-hmm. not rare, rare, raw, raw steak. Uh, and then I also ordered like a, their big, like, cause I don't know. I was like, go big or go home. And I'm like, do you have anything with more OZs on it? Give me a bigger, give me a bigger, biggest cut you kind of can do for a single serving without me looking like it's a, you know, right. I'm the fat guy <laughs> like drinking the fishbowl, <laughs> right. you know? Right. So they bring like me like you're this, an uncle buck. <laughs> yeah. So they bring me this huge, like. 24 ounce okay uh ribeye and of course i order that i'm like make it because i like it rare make mm. it raw i want it so rare so when i get out of there i'm pretty much full of nothing but like hard alcohol i had beers before so beer hard alcohol and raw meat oh boy and that's pretty much all i had had Oh my gosh! I might have had a shrimp cocktail. That's too. a recipe for yeah. disaster. I was uh, I was good until my ex brother in law, my my sister's ex husband, said, "Let's go to this bar and drink some more." And all of the f- people that you know potentially from high school will be there. <laughs> I'm going okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, I high that's school. A, that's a great. Why not? <laughs> 
<laughs> so we get into a cat. We, we're the only ones who win. Everybody else is like, mm, I'm going to make it an early night, you know. So uh, I went out with him, and plus I didn't know him that well. I was like, hey, maybe this is a bonding experience. So the minute we hit this kind of underground uh, bar, it's under another under another bar, um, of course, I recognize like 60% of the faces in that room. And once again, it's they weren't all the they weren't the good folks that you wanted to be friends with in right. your high school or any of the others. This that is you not know. where you would find them. <laughs> yeah, and he immediately disappears. Like I'm like okay, he's gone. So I start talking to a couple of the familiar faces that I see, and then all of a sudden it hits me. You know, I get that face where it's like a gurgle, panic, <laughs> panic setting in the heat, <laughs> and I'm a foreign man in a foreign land looking around for any semblance of you know a place to use the facilities of course i finally find it there's a men's room and way in the back i got to fight through a standing standing room crowd to get back to back in there and it's uh, you know one of those bathrooms it's relatively small it's got a you know it's got a sink it's got a urinal and it's got a uh, a stall right i beeline it for the stall lucky me there's only one dude in there who was leaving and i get in there and I don't even have time to ask ask it. I mean, it was a photo finish. Dang. And uh, <laughs> it it just it, yeah it, it 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 starts to get gnarly in there, and it and it's this the stench uh, was was palpable. It was uh, horrific. It was so it was so bad. Yeah, I remember going. I really hope nobody comes in. Yeah. <sighs> Lucky me. After about a minute of saturating the tiny little room. Uh, in blasts a couple dudes that I went to high school with and they're trash out of their minds and they're banging on the stall door saying, oh, no. get out. We want to get out. We and I'm like, occupado. CCC. <laughs> occupado. And the, so they get the hint and then all of a sudden I start hearing them doing coke over on like the, uh, the urinal. Right. And at that point, I had another gurgle in my stomach, and it all it would. Oh, this no. was this was the this was the firework finale. This was the bucket of fish heads into a bucket of water. It just it just sounded like the bottom dropped out and everything, and they just went ballistic. Uh, you could hear them on the other side. I think, oh my god! Like, and then they they get out and they leave. And who does number two work? That's for? right. So I man, did I get my wish that they weren't there anymore? Um, but of course, when I walk out of the of the stall, you know, I'm fixing myself up or whatever. I'm sweating. Yeah, you know, put in a hard day's work in there, and uh, have my way out. And they're just sitting there staring at me like, oh, my God, I had no idea it was you. That's hilarious. Like, they thought it was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, wow. that was one of the hardest wow. holiday deals I've ever done. Like, nothing like doing something so embarrassingly horrible to yourself that everybody in that you went to high school with in the surrounding area is likely going to be talking about after you get on the plane and fly home. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I hadn't seen the guy in 10 years. Dude showed up at the bar and blew the toilet up like you wouldn't even believe. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, that was a... Suddenly I got a reputation. That was a rough... I mean, at least I didn't take a dump, you know, like 
in my pants or in a garbage can or something. Like, it was one of those emergency, like, I don't think I'm going to make it situations. And we could have a whole, we should probably designate, because I've got a couple of those Bathroom stories. stories. Yeah. My, Bathroom my, stories by... My all-time favorite was, uh, I was the last dude to use a porta potty in the tailgating parking lot of a Jimmy Buffett concert. Oh, no. You can't even imagine what it's like to be the last guy. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we could get, get into that one day, but we got. <laughs> you got anything to add? Uh, I I can't say that I have any crazy bathroom stories besides finding my mom on one. No, oh, well, but, finding other people on yeah. it is hilarious. But you just don't want to be the one that people are finding. Did talking about? Like, he was like passed out, yeah. with your pants down, holding the sandwich. I heard a tip: like if you're at someone's house and you got to go, and you go, and you, you as soon as you as soon as you go, every anything comes out. You flush, just just keep flushing for real. So it doesn't sit there. It won't it won't sit and smell of the bathroom as as much. So just use that tip if you're having. So one you're of those not the guy who rolls ones. up to the host and says, "Hey man, I need to take your toilet for a test drive. Should I use the master?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which way to the suite? <laughs> I like you have one of those bidet things yeah. or some ass warmers. Trust me, we're gonna need a bidet, this is, and I'm gonna need some reading materials. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of reading the back of you know shampoo bottles. <laughs> Speaking of bathroom incidents, here's a little fun fact. What fast food restaurant would you guess has the most locations in the whole world? Wow. Well, obviously, everybody's going to jump in on McDonald's that's first. That's right. And that's the only reason this comes up, because it's not McDonald's. I know. So, I'm going to go with, I mean, Burger King? Mm, Subway. That's a franchise. That's what the that's what the article was giving me. And then uh, another thing I noticed today, another thing that's happening today, has got nothing to do with bathrooms. Although there are bathroom they have problems. Nice bathrooms in the, Subway. The, <laughs> so the LA schools lost fifteen million dollars in one day from the strike. Eight hundred thousand was it? That's right. People. Something. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're really making uh, they're making their voices known, and they're you know they've got their own bathroom issues in school, so it kind of segues. Oh man, there's so many <laughs> jokes that are coming out of this whole transgender bathroom That's scene. Right. That's right. It's hilarious. I mean, I can't imagine nowadays dealing oh, with that dude, kind of thing. Oh, dude, we I went to the just one last yeah, thing. Yeah, we'll do it. Every Saturday, I take you know the wife and kids. There's a a little local kind of family pub. You know, I don't know if the family, it's a bar we've always gone to and it's great for families. They serve lunch and they have beer on tap and it's just a great little deal. And so we go and we, you know, we know everybody there and, and, um, we've been going there for 15, 20 years, something like that. So it's, it was crazy to me that, uh, I had not noticed it, but I noticed, I really noticed it this time, uh, we went in. And we're having our food and, and got to take the kids to the bathroom. And it used to be there was the men's room, which didn't have a door. It had the two, like, you push through them like it was the Old West oh, right. kind of fucking door. Right. And it ain't a place where you'd ever want to take a deuce because there's no there's a stall with no front door on it. And mm-hmm. it faces the dude who is taking a whiz in the urinal and yeah. the dude who's looking at you. While he's washing his hands in the I sink. I have never understood places like that. <laughs> and you're just going, oh my God, you know, 
And since the doors swing open like that, any chick who walks by could just be like, oh my God, there's Fred hammering out a deuce. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> good luck, buddy. Um, and you can hear everything, too, because there's no, like, real closure on the door. So, there's that. That's the men's room, right? right? That's men's room. I always labeled men's room. The ladies' room is, a full, is has always been a nice, like, there's a sink and a toilet and... Uh, doors around the toilet and a, a door with a lock on it right it was the ladies room no longer it is now male female um they call it a trans well mm. anybody a family bathroom sure so now they've gone from the girls having their own situation which was you know girls room bath- bathrooms are always nicer than men's to now only having one option that that drunk can use to drunk men who have to take a dump and would never use the men's room now Mm. they're using this so it's like chicks are waiting in line to get in there after some guy who's been pounding beers all afternoon and and eating nachos off the half price appetizer menu (laughs) saying they've been blowing it up and she's just i mean it's just one right after the other so i mean i can't imagine like that's just a talk about I mean, great for me. Well, the fear of either sitting on a toilet without a door or walking out after blowing up a bathroom where the girl's about to walk in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's turned into a little bit of a sausage party there. Oh, yeah. There's the girl's probably... like, well, then we're done. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go someplace else. <laughs> well, we have our own bathroom again. If you're going to blow this up, there's got to be a safe haven for us. <laughs> you know, but anyway, that was the, I found that interesting, and I'm only finding it more and more common everywhere we go. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, there's there's options for men. But there's not options for um, for women, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're not they're not making it very. It, you can't have three bathrooms, so one of them gets converted, and it's so much easier to convert the ladies' room just because they don't have standing. They don't have urinals, right? Right. You know. Well, we'll see where we are in ten years. That's right. All right, brother. Woo. Oh hey. Morty, Jessica, what's up? Check out the new dance I made up. It's called, ooh, let me out. Let me out. Let me out. This is not a dance. I'm begging for help. I'm screaming for help. Please come let me out. Let me out. Let me out. This is not a dance. I'm begging for help. I'm screaming for help. Please come let me out. You told me to stop. No, please sing. (laughs) Keep singing. Too late. Are you sure you don't want to sing anymore? You already hurt my feelings. Can I make it up to you by buying you a donut? Mmm, donuts. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> here, here we go. Here we go again. Another show. Another show. Is it really a show? I don't feel like we show anything. Another lunch hour. We don't eat. We just talk. I feel like we blab. You blab. I listen and give my one cent here and not, not, th- not this time. Not this time. Well, This yeah. is Baby's the Sweet Ryan's Corner. Well, That's what we're doing right now. I was now. thinking about things. I mean, this, this is... A few parts. It's technology. We're going to talk a little bit about technology. Can we please? Uh, we, as, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely we can. Uh, I want to start out with, uh, I was reading this article, things that have are obsolete uh, this decade, which really is more like things that there's way more from since 2000 as opposed to 2010 to 2020. Um, what are the first couple things that come to mind? In terms of uh, technological that, obsolescence? Well, not just tech, but yeah, tech, things that are just completely obsolete. I mean, obviously, you know, video stores. <laughs> the and, iPhone and Generation 1. <laughs> right. There's no more landlines. 
Is there anything in from v- VHS? There's no VHS. Uh, another thing that came up was uh, 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 developing film. Does anybody uh, <laughs> anybody develop film anymore? I don't yeah, think that. Well, really... uh, the, you know the tried and truers. The people who still have those old Leica cameras, you sure, know, who want sure. that authentic look. Right. You know, there's something that uh, shooting on film you get that you just can't get, you know, with pixels. But um, in the grand scheme of of things that, you know, you don't see the horse and buggy anymore. There unless you... you're in New York. That just, well, it, that it, technology jump, jumped the shark. That's since over. 2000. That's probably been before then, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's over. Yeah, I'm talking since 2000. You want to know what, what I believe obsolescence is going to look like in, in the coming future, and I think we're going to start to see it, is um, ICE, the internal combustion engine, uh, gas oh. guzzlers, um, and you're going you're gonna to see the, the auto markets. Mm-hmm. explode here probably within the next year or two um just because it, there's no the, the fundamentals don't support it just just like the housing crisis there's more more debt that's held in subprime loans <laughs> for people who uh you know were buying cars over the last 10 to 12 years and the big problem i guess came from the fact that since there were zero you know interest rates were zero, were zero for the most part, um, right. anybody could get approved, even with one you know, to three percent, six hundred credit score. You know, right? Um, you know, it was a lot easier to. Uh, they were just pushing metal for the most part. Uh, car sales have just been insane, and okay. and the problem is that uh, they found out, the car makers found out, much like you know the housing market cats found out hey well if there's low interest rates whatever like there's a way that we can print money by just giving out loans for people to buy houses all day long the same thing works in the car industry so they're not really worried they haven't really been selling cars at all um that are new everybody's been leasing because it's a lot cheap the resale value on used cars has actually been extremely high for a long long period of time so somebody could come in and say oh i want to get that new uh infinity qx whatever right oh it was it's forty thousand dollars new now it's uh if i were to buy it a couple years old with you know thirty thousand miles on it Mm -hmm. uh it's only twenty five thousand right way more appealing so you've got a, a market for pickup in the used car you've had that market for pickup in the used car market Nobody's been buying new, and everybody who wants a brand new model every single year is paying four hundred bucks a month. It's a no brainer. And they just lease it, and they get a new one every year. Mm-hmm. Every every three years, right? Or two whatever. or three years, right? Uh, th- roughly thirty thousand miles is essentially what it is. But now the the big problem is you've got all these people who have turned in their leases, right? And they're uh, there's a stockpile of all these used cars that they have. You got those people coming in ready to lease a new car. But all the auto manufacturers, not the manufacturers, but the dealerships, essentially, nobody's buying the used cars. <laughs> right. So okay. there's just an overstock of used inventory that they just simply can't. So what exactly do you think will be obsolete in the future in this situation? I think, I, I think people are going to get a little bit more mindful of, I, I think we're going to see a big kind of shift if you're seeing, you know, now the U.S. is a major oil producer, mm-hmm. which we haven't been in forever because we hit peak oil back in the 70s. Um, peak oil meaning like th- that was our time where we 
when we had the, we still had more in reserves, like we had more to more left to pull out of the earth, right? So we hit our peak, like, right? Where we were doing mass mass quantity, pulling out of the earth, selling our oil, and that's when it was cheap. It was like twenty five cents a gallon right. or something, right? Um, you know, and then once you start to run out, then all of a sudden the supply and demand, and then then you start importing it from everybody else who's doing peak oil. You know, Saudi Arabia's a uh, little bit beyond peak oil i think for them but it's been such a thing like everybody's like oh carbon footprints and global warming and the technology's there to have electric cars and you know why have people been shoving suvs and pickup trucks and shit down our throat for for 10 years why is the f-150 the number one selling car in, in right. america so um eventually if, if you've noticed the technology has gotten insane in cars you know what used to be a uh, oh yeah, a V8, you know, five liter, six liter, uh, you know, big old Hemi diesel Cummings, you know, that everybody scaled down. It's a, and it's a fuel sipping, high horsepower, energy efficient V6 <laughs> right. going in to these big cars. So right. yeah, I think that uh, eventually, since you know, we have the technology and it ultimately is so much cheaper to run electric cars. Once that bandwagon starts, you're just going to see this massive supply. Oil's going to, the price of oil. going to plummet. Like I hope them Saudi princes save their money. Yeah. You know, the little Lambo parade that shows up in England every year where those guys are driving in hyper cars and Bugattis and shit right. like that. There'll still be a market for that, but. I mean, people are watching Teslas blow Lamborghinis off the road right, right and left. So it's like, well, like it's going to be almost like VHS and and, and DVDs Blu-ray, and, yeah. and, and and right, exactly that yeah, kind of car, moving, right? We're moving. I think what people didn't really see coming was the fact that you want to believe, like with D, with with VHS, like it's been a while since we had a form fa- a straight up form factor change. You know what I mean? Right. Like it all started with reel to reel. If you wanted to watch a movie, like you had to put it in the projector. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, remember <laughs> elementary school videos? Yeah, cl- hey, we're watching a video today. Pull out the projector. Right. And, yeah. So um, then now it's it's moved on to a, it moved from there to Betamax and, and VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was laser discs. Yay! And then it moved from there to more compact size. Right until it went DVD digital and, and online, and that's yeah, but it, right? it, it's like how much can you cram onto a disc, right? And since right. it's an optical, like to be honest about it, I feel like while it's there's not as much complexity uh, to a disc, they're also pretty vulnerable in terms of the fact that it's an optical technology. If you scratch your your disc, your data's gone, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a form factor change that's going to make discs. I mean, obviously online for both both music and movies is, you know, now you're buying the digital download right? as opposed to going and buying the Blu-ray because it's a quarter of the price and most people can't tell the difference. And, you know, you got these new codecs out there like MPEG Dash and uh, what have you that are, um, you know, you're looking at Netflix and they're coming in in 4K, you know, with Dolby Vision and Atmos and all these things. So the quality actually, ultimately, if you've got enough bandwidth, is just as good or better online than it would be to go out and buy the hardware. And That's kind of the form change, right? It's probably the last form change. I think that when it, if you looked at, if you look at form change for 
something like movies, um, there's plenty of space to put 4K with the new codex onto a, a Blu-ray disc, right? right uh, you okay. get like 50 gigabytes per Blu-ray disc. And you know, with the HV, HEVC codex that they use for converting these videos in, into 4K, the compression so so insane it's it's uh it still fits and it looks it looks amazing and they can have multiple audio streams and you know all the epk like the hey the behind the scenes crap so you can you can add all you have so much space still yet to use but eventually i think it's not going to be like it's going to be about storage right right meaning people used to back before the when the blu-ray came out it was like oh wow this is a major step up in storage because now I don't have to put everything on like tape drives if I want to back it up, you know what I mean? And have a hard copy backup of like, say all of my photos, you know, my Dropbox is full. I got to put it somewhere. You know, I've got 30 gigs worth of photos. I'd like to load them, back them all up to a disc. A lot of people are backing them up to, cloud service providers but right you know the cheapest alternative right now is to bat you know if you don't have the hard drive space on your computer or mm-hmm. whatever you just back it up to these these discs and you're gonna yeah. do it. i think that's their primary function now uh for for blu-ray is people just ba- back up backing up data that- and that was on the list of things it's like floppy disk obviously but just disk in general for backing up is even is slowly becoming obsolete <laughs> and i think what nobody's seeing or, or has factored in, but I think is going to be the next big wave of that is uh, micro SD mm-hmm. or essentially you're, you're talking about like solid state storage, which is just come leaps and bounds. Now you can get 512 gigabytes onto something the size of your, your thumb <laughs> right, nail. Like right. it's tiny, tiny, tiny. Now imagine being able to store, you know, six, 60, 80, a hundred movies onto something that size, that size, or, you know, 60 million photos or, you know, whatever it is that people, you know, all, all your Dropbox, Hey, here's two, here's everything that I did in 2018 data wise. And I'd like to put it back, make a backup and I'm putting it in this and I keep, you know, here's all my years. And you look at your album and it's a bunch of just little tiny thumb drive. Right. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, even paper. Someone was like, "Hey, paper's holding on by a thin thread here." And it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of weird because it's like we're getting smaller and bi- and bigger at the same time. Yeah, with these technologies. Um, other things I think uh, that I, that I'm seeing in terms of like where we're going is that there, there's everybody in I guess the millennial generation since you know big brands don't have the ability to cater to the millennial generation near like they could the baby boomer generation, which, which is the baby boomers made them who they are. Basically. Exactly. Well, they're all, you know, right. they're still baby boomers who are running those companies. Right. They're trying to figure out how to connect with the millennials who, you know, they are the Kickstarter gen. They're the, you know, the Facebook generation. They're, they're the group that says, you know, I don't, I don't really trust uh, craft mac and cheese. Right. I would rather get my macaroni and cheese unprocessed from a local, locally farm grown, whatever you know. And I want you know, I want my options. I'm willing to pay more for organic chicken. Food industry is as opposed change. to that Tyson yeah. shit that you know I used to eat. No <laughs> one's been this aware. <laughs> oh, because yeah, it's an information agent. 
So big brands are having a tough time reaching that market while at the same time you're watching, you know, the, the baby boomer generation, which they're on the tail end of their, you know, peak spending, uh, peak consumer spending phase, which is typically up through, uh, say, like 45 to 55. Right. Sometime in there. Uh, I see 45 to, to 60. But they start, you know, once they start hitting that retirement age, you know, their spending habits completely change. So, right. you know, they're not buying the same stuff that they used to. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So take that into account. Um, and now you start thinking about all of the the ways that the millennial generation are trying to digest the world around them and everything has to come in these like three per it has it serves three purposes but it's in one small form factor what what do you mean um so for instance let's see a coffee maker okay it can't just be a coffee maker anymore you know what I mean? It can't, just be, a, you up, can't just be a Mr. Coffee, you <laughs> right. know, that does Folgers. Right. Which is baby boomer generation. Now it's super, you know, then now you got the Keurig, you know, or, or other things like that where you can go, I want an espresso. I want to, right. you know, like it'll pump out. Whichever kind. Pretty much anything you want. Yeah. And you put a little cup in there and it does what you want. Mm -hmm. um, one one simple user interface, multi multi-purpose. Um. And there's a lot of that. The, the iPhone is a perfect example of how to have one device that's, you know, and that wasn't the original vision I don't think Steve Jobs had for it. He wanted an end-to-end -end solution that was, um, you know, wasn't so interconnected with all of these. He hated the idea of having uh, other networks, you know, other you about like apps being yeah, added meaning to his like device, the fact that face, Facebook exists on the iPhone and and right. or Instagram is the most used thing on his product would make him puke today. I think because <laughs> yeah. in his mind he's like, I built the best camera. Right. You know what I mean? I built the my phone has the best technology and software on mm -hmm. it. You don't need to use this other crap. It's not as it's not as good as what I built. Right. Um. So it's kind of straight away, everything is moving in that direction. Everybody wants to get as much bang for their buck as they possibly can. So you think about like pots and pans yeah. today uh, or Tupperware, all the different designs that you're seeing in Tupperware. Like, no, d does anybody still go and buy like the back then there were tupperware salesmen back in the yeah. 70s and 80s who would show <laughs> door up and be door. like so what can i put you down for how about a 50 piece set you think know? about the things you could save in these bad boys exactly and now there's tupperware you can get that like literally accordion folds into flat right and you only need you know three or four and they're as many sizes as you want them to be exactly and it's you know they all serve different, and yeah, you, know, you can use them for different things. You mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. um, some of them come with like built-in strainers and you know, all that stuff. So I don't know. I, it, every you could look at everything as b having its like its time and, and becoming obsolete. You know, think about it, even the remote control. You know what I mean? Now people are just talking in their TV. <laughs> people are talking to Hey Alexa. Right. Everything. You know? I want to watch some porn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, which porn would you like? Right. <laughs> well, you know, the more that this this world things start change from changing from like physical things, you know, that, that we don't need in our hands to something. I mean, that's gonna be that's good. That's gotta help our carbon footprint in the long run, anyway, right? Like, I mean, obviously, we're having less 
more thing like paper i brought up a second ago you know like that you don't need as go, much yeah, paper going right? paperless it's a I good mean, point. There are a lot of things that are changing that way. But let's let me ask you this: Can you think of anything that you feel, based on the technology we have today, that should have been better that isn't yet? Like first thing that comes to mind for me is flying cars, voting. Oh yeah, you know, that's what I mean? a, like come on, that's so behind what we have to work with. You sh- yeah, you should be able to uh, vote online. There should be a system. No that just, question. Like, we don't have this whole. This everybody is in this frantic mode for like a week up until and voting. You day. want to get into politics? Well, number one, I feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't have, uh, you know, right now it's a two party system. Like you really have no no other choice. Like when you're looking at debates, like the debates that are airing, like it's not mm-hmm. like you got to see the independent or the green or the libertarian party mm-hmm, candidates mm-hmm. who were all on the ticket. You know, when you went to cast your vote, they were on the ball- the ballot. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to show up to the debates. You know, it's just the the Democrat and the Republican. Right. Know? And point of fact, I, I once again, I, I always say Joe Rogan because I, I, I think he brings up a lot of interesting points. Uh, a buddy of mine who you and I will probably have a guest on here pretty soon loves the Joe Rogan stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I, I just think, well, he's a funny guy, but I think he has a has an ability to remember a lot of like, and my brain works the same way. He's just had a, a, several more years of doing it. He really absorbs what he he sees online. Like he'll remember, like, oh, there's this car that I saw on a in a YouTube video, or there's this thing that I saw in a YouTube video. Or, there's a song that came out, or there's this thing that like he's just he's got a, a very kind specific of a memory steel of a trap piece, yeah. of a memory when it comes to these things, and he uses them in reference as reference points to these conversations and it's he comes from a very educated place in a lot of ways because he's he thinks about a lot of the topics abstractly meaning how do we solve the two-party system is the topic and in his approach to it is why the do we have a two-party why do we have why do we need a president why do we need why do we give all the power to just this one dude i've heard him rant on about that you know to make a decisions for what and what a horrible job that that is nobody wants to do it right anyway <laughs> um and then i you know i tend to agree with a lot of the kind of approaches that he takes yeah um i think radio like as we know it is already going through a change i think television is going to be w- with cord cutting i mean oh yeah now we now we have statistics out saying that's like over 66 percent of cable users in the past five years are no longer subscribers. I'm super duper close to finally cutting that, completely cutting that cord. Like no cable at all? No cable, no, no. I finally got the live TV on Hulu and it's serving the purpose for me. Yeah, and it's cheaper and yeah. you get what you want. And ultimately, they know people are spending their time there anyway, so what's the... You know. Every TV is a smart TV. You pull up Hulu and you're in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yeah, I I think that's that's gonna kind of. I don't know how many people have a landline in their home still. Yeah. I'm that, I'm one of the last holdouts. Oh, you do you hold it with, with an answering machine? <laughs> yeah, and it's honestly, if you check the answering machine, it's all hangups and and spam calls. Yeah, and robocalls. That's all it is. There's I, nobody ever calls on or, the landline unless they want to sell me something mm-hmm. or or uh, you know scam me. I think out. it's good as an emergency. I remember being without my phone at one point and going looking around, going, man, 
I, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't want to contact anybody. But you know what you don't think about when you think about a landline? It, it's it's just a phone. Right. Nobody processes the idea that yeah. oh you have a you have a service you pay for just phone service just a phone number and a or, telephone right that's all it does do does you, it do anything else do you still pay for long distance does it does it get does it get you know does it have any apps right that was another thing on the obsolete long distance phone call it oh yeah long distance are charges. you happy with your long distance carrier <laughs> right um, but yeah everything has to do like more than what it does. Right. You know, like, it's no longer good enough to just have earphones. They now have to be... Noise wi- cancellation. Wireless noise canceling and have a microphone. Right. Mm-hmm. They have to be your receiver for your phone, the music, yeah. That's right. I mean, all stations now, like, radio, you're going back to the radio, you're talking about radio, a lot of the stations have an app now, so you can pretty much listen to that radio station wherever you are as long as you have their app and their live streaming yeah and the one thing that i don't get is we have this network infrastructure that's already in place right so the internet they're trying to roll out 5g Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be the next big thing apparently it's going to kill all of us Right, um, I did read that. It's well, just too much. you're just, because it's, I mean, you're literally... Living in radiation. You're living in microwaves. Yeah. Like, so, and they have to have more of them and closer to each other to have the coverage that you need. Sure, the bandwidth is going to be obscene, but just because it's faster doesn't mean it's going to be any better for for the end user because they still are in control of your data caps, your bandwidth caps. So, like... Right. There's a thing that came out, another article I read recently where they said that, uh, you know, a large percentage of, you know, cable subscribe like cable internet subscribers are exceeding one terabyte, like a huge percentage, wow. um, are exceeding one terabyte in bandwidth, you know, per month. That's, that's a lot if you think about it, but right. for a household, it's not. You got four or five people in the household. You got somebody's, everybody's watching Netflix. Everybody's, and if you're cord cutting, I mean, if you don't, it's all coming through your bandwidth. So Mm -hmm. that's all the TV that you used to watch that they didn't count as data. Now that's classifiably, classifiable as data. Right. So now the internet service providers are, are talking about setting cap limits with, additional fees or overage charges for anybody who goes over their you know their whatever their limit i don't understand you know politicians are sitting around going um they're on both sides there's two different sides of this this particular argument and that is health care you know there's two they're on arguing over immigration this is a a big thing right right and it is a big thing. Of course it's a it pain is. In the ass it is. Here. And you've got, I mean, you've got one, it's Kamala Harris or whoever, whatever her name is. She, she, she came out touting, you know, hey, when I run, uh, these are my positions. Number one, free health care for all, free, med, you know, free Medicaid for everybody, um, including illegal immigrants. And you know what? We should uh, open up the borders wide open. Right. Right. So those two ideas uh, are in absolute conflict with one another, right? <laughs> right. Who's going to pay 
for. So you're going to make it easier for them to come, and you're also going to cover. You're their basically insurance. saying, "Hey, w- w- bring your tired, bring your poor, and we'll take care of you." All of our taxpayers are going to yikes offer you free health care, regardless of whether or not you came here to work or just get health care. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll take care of you. There's no lim- There's no, nothing that says you have to come here and work because the borders open. Yeah, but there's just so many people that don't get care because they can't afford right. it. Right, so I can't it, imagine that being. It's, it's pretty polarizing, but when you think about uh, additional issues that haven't really been addressed, if you're willing to offer free health care, like if you if anyone politically can say health care is a like health care is a right, I feel like communication should be as well. Right. I, I feel like before you offer, if you're going to charge people for internet service and those companies are making money hand over fist sure right and it costs them like nothing right the the bandwidth there they're they're making money for selling you something that it's like you're they're leasing you something that that it's free for them right essentially because i think they're leasing the band from the government you know the band that that particular band um and standardizing it saying this is the frequency that everybody should operate on um, but yeah, if, if they're making money hand over fist, then why can't we do that with healthcare? Why aren't we paying, you know, why should, why should the taxpayer pick up healthcare? I feel like the taxpayer should, if they're, if, if I've got to get taxed for healthcare, right. I feel for everybody, I feel like everybody else should get taxed for uh, all my bandwidth. <laughs> okay. I feel like you, I feel the taxpayer, I free internet for all. Free internet for all, free healthcare for all. And it should be just unlimited speed for everybody. Just go for it. I like that pitch. I think it's a solid pitch. <laughs> I think a lot of people would back you on that. I bet you if I ran on the uh, on the libertarian ticket and I was like, look, healthcare, we'll figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. Free internet. Mm-hmm. Guess what I- that means? We're opening up the 5G band. Right. Free. Data. Free. You don't even need your cell service anymore. There's the movement we were looking for. Dude, I'll get the millennial vote on that one. I know you will. <laughs> they will definitely be on my ticket. They'll be all over that. This guy is just saying everything he we've been get, thinking. He, he gets, gets me. He's my guy. <laughs> there we go. Nice. I'm dying in a vet in the garage. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh, okay, that last part was really weird. Maybe Summer's onto something here. You good? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I've been good. Um, Still good. Always good. Welcome to the hump day, my friend. Yep. Another hump, another day. Yeah. Um, So I was talking to you about this in uh, earlier when okay. we were discussing songs. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I had told you that I was watching uh, this movie with Tom Hardy. You did not like it. Not a fan. Not a fan of the movie. Didn't think it was good. The movie's I. It's called Venom. Yep. It, it was uh to me. I thought it was it was pretty good. As uh you know. What did you like about it? I just love Tom Hardy. Me too. I'm a huge fan. I think I just found it laughable at times, and I just it took me out of it. But go on. Yep. And he literally but could go. Awesome. He could go on screen and just you know slap his ass and fart. You and know, I'd be like, he's a genius. I haven't found anybody that appreciates him as much as I do until now. This is this is actually awesome. He's a pretty yeah. versatile guy. 
Um, but yeah, I, I thought that the, you know, the, the guy that, uh, played the, you know, the, the, the bad guy mm-hmm. wasn't bad enough. Okay. I want I want a little more badness and, uh. Yeah, I look. We could sit and do a movie review of this, but right. what it really came well, down to. I think your me, point you're about to make goes along with my feelings of the movie of as the, a whole. Of the movie, yeah. <laughs> and I guess this is the topic at hand. This is what I I, I thought we should talk about, and it, it's uh, basically lazy writing, or like kind of what, what one consider either either a failed attempt, lazy writing, or just. Who bought this? Like who 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 decided? Yeah, that that sounds great. Somebody had to make the decision. Had to, to spend light. money yeah. on this particular piece of this product. They had to green light the uh, green green light the production of this this stuff. So and what was it? Well, no, it, it played at the end of the movie, so it was chopped up. If you listen to the re- if you listen to the song in its entirety. You know, it's not quite as bad. It's not quite as bad because he kind of. It's Eminem's. The song is Venom, and it was. I, I guarantee he wrote it for the movie. Sure. Um, and at the end, they just play. No, the, they just the it chorus just it, over go, and yeah, over it again. goes into it, and all you hear is yeah, exactly. And I'm going. That's pretty lazy. Yeah, that is pretty lazy. Um. Because, I mean, if, you, if you've got a chorus line, you just don't want to repeat the same word over and over to the to the thing. I mean, throwing a yeah, 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 or a hey, 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 or a, you yeah. know, something like that. But I, don't, I just I just was like, that's bad. As a whole, I don't think that movie's up for any kind of soundtrack awards. No, no, not even. Um, um, but but still, like, it, I agree. Coming up on the stage here at the Grammys <laughs> is Eminem singing his hit smash, Venom. Venom. <laughs> Here comes that Eminem, Eminem. You guys know the words? Yeah, yeah sing along if you know it. <laughs> so uh, it got me thinking, like, how many of these songs or TV shows or movies can you think about where you're like, wow, okay, a so little bit of a swing and a miss. Uh, but, you know, who was the guy sitting at the table when they walked in and, and pitched it? What was that conversation? How did it happen? Right, right. Like, how did that play out? So I, I put together a list of some things, like, just recently that I that came to mind. Okay, okay. Um, so, in the music vein, I'll go with my next with my next one. And this goes back to the 2000s. It, I don't know if you remember when Britney Spears, like, was going right before she went into that whole shave her head, show her veg kind of scene. Sure. Uh, like her, her, I don't remember if it was right after or right before, but like there was one song that everybody thought was just a sweet jam. And I'm like, this is so stupid. And, and, and it all, it, it told you everything you needed to know about it at the very beginning. And it was just like, eh, it's Britney bitch. <laughs> Like, that's how it opened up. <laughs> who can forget that song? <laughs> I'm sitting here going, who greenlit that? Who who said, you need say no more, Britt? Right. I think there was Brit, a lot of Brit, tune that, on for her. Britt, I read the first sentence. I think we've got a winner on our hands. That's it. And this is, I smell gold. Does if, anybody else smell gold? If this song is her. <laughs> Baby, you've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's britney bitch oops britney solid gold yeah you're my little golden goose sorry not sorry it's britney it's so complicated yet it's so simple it's britney bitch yeah. 
my god just the hit the machine churning out garbage yeah i'm like yeah the kids are gonna love it <laughs> what was the hook on that one yeah and why couldn't she be a little bit more uh you know normal you know hi it's britney <laughs> just like leave it there hi hello again it's me britney oops oops <laughs> I'm here again. I did it again. That's right. Oops, I did it again. Right. I was like, I'm doing another. (laughs) And Sans Snake. No need for the snake this time. Yeah. We keep my clothes on. Everybody's seen pretty much what I got to offer anyway. Right. But it is Brittany, bitch. It it is. It's It's me. It's still me. Um, The other one that I thought was kind of funny, which is actually, it's it's a catchy song. But when I first heard it, I was like, this guy went from being like straight Motown to being like bleh, you know all is, the rap is this, is this artist short no it's a probably it's bruno mars that's what i was gonna say yeah Bru- oh yeah he's a tiny he's tiny and as soon as you said that's exactly what i thought of but dude <laughs> he he's like the guy that i was like oh man he's this guy is so talented and yeah a lot oh, of his so stuff. smooth oh, and just... is it, he's one of those guys where you look at and you go oh man awesome you know good to go but then he he took a detour I'd like to feel like on kind of like his last album yeah. when, when the song came out and it's like 24 karat magic. And I'm going, okay, <laughs> you're singing about the fact that you got all this cash and you're, sure. and you're rolling around, you know, <laughs> in, in, in high dollar items. And, and you look at the video and he's got like gold chains on and he's wearing like these cheesy ass right. cu- cousin Eddie National Lampoon's right. vacation I, shoes. You know, just like, yeah, 24 karat magic. Right. He's got his entourage. Again, again, cut to the floor where they're like, all right, what's they sell- ready for me. What's selling these days? What What is it? Well, you know, money and bitches. You've got to brag. You've really got to brag if you want to get noticed. Yeah, that's right. If you're not, if you don't, if they don't know you've made it by now. You've got to tell them. Yeah, lay it out there. Paint, just... <laughs> paint the picture. No doubt. Let's take it. Let's take it to that place where we're not just singing about what it takes to make it in the world today. It takes everything you've got. <laughs> let's move on from that's the, quality right there. <laughs> getting away from all your worries. Um, but but let's move over to the to the really just just hit them with it. Just brick to the head. Right. I'm rich. Right. I, I bang the I bang from the top shelf. Right. Uh, I don't slum. Uh, and I've got really high thread count fabric and that, surrounding me at all times. That's going to keep you right to the top. Nothing that's says, it. like, moving lyrics, you know, like, song for a generation, like, 24 karat magic. <laughs> you know? I'm thinking, like, John Lennon's uh, Imagine. Right. You know? Okay, okay. Um, you could go to the Beatles, you know, Sgt. Pepper's album. I don't think a single song holds a candle. Anything Elvis mm-hmm. did pales. Doesn't mm-hmm. even come close. Not even. I mean, there just wasn't enough value in what they were saying. Right. And everything this guy's spitting oh. is diamonds. It's, it's very insightful. It's rocks. It's insightful. Yeah, it is. It's inspiring. I mean, carrots. 24, in fact. <laughs> yeah. 24 <laughs> I mean, I'm not good at math, but <laughs> the way he sings it, I'm like, wow, he's I want spit, it. He's spitting hot carrots. Yeah. <laughs> If I were to do the math, I would say there's about 24. And it's, and half, and it's pure counting. magic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're if you're listening right now, I'd like everybody to throw your pinky rings up to the moon. Hey, if you love them. Yeah, well, that's... Better put a ring on them. That's what he tells you to do the entire song. Oh, wait. Put really? your I don't pinky even know. rings up to the moon. Oh, right. And I'm just going... <laughs> I don't even own a pinky ring. What kind of a douchebag owns a pinky ring? I and mean, why do you own a pink, pinky ring? 
What the hell? Was this, a, this isn't the Sopranos. Is that what he's saying about pinky yeah, rings? Yeah, no, that's what he said. He goes, put your pinky rings up to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Head to toe, so player. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's a real player yep, right there. pinky ring says pinky player. Pinky rings. Oh, yeah, next is pinky swearing. <laughs> so, yeah. It, With 24 I don't know. Carat. I think I felt like it wanted to be gangster. Right. But it ended up sounding like that kind of whiny bitch trying yeah. to be gangster you know be like michael jackson trying to do like a rap song right you know like yeah what's right. up i'm so loaded he he mm-hmm. well what happened look you at know? my sparkly jeans you know you got eminem he came out with all this angst and he was crazy and then all of a sudden he had everything in the world people were like yeah i don't really believe his anger anymore but what happened to bruno mars like he was smooth and like you said motown and all of a sudden it's like what what changed? He got everything he wanted, and he and and he's like, well, I guess I'll just sing about that. Mark Ronson, maybe <laughs> he works with all those all of those guys. Mark Ronson works with everybody. Talented right. dude, but I, I'm sure he was. He's like, he's here's, like, here's what's man. Selling. Let's put a little bit. Let's, let's put a little seasoning. Let's harden you up. Yeah, let's turn you into something. Mm-hmm. Little, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Madonna did it. Yeah. You know, Christina did it. Time for you. You're a little bit of a bitch right now. Let's just let's turn you out. These let's love make songs. Let's turn. Yeah, the girls they got they got a choice. They get to go from like you know being a princess to being a slut. We don't got that man, and you ain't hard. So what we need to do is tune right. turn turn you up to eleven, dog. That's it. We need we need to just go in the direction where you go from like this smooth <laughs> dude singing about the pretty girl you want to marry. You know, to be in that dude who's like, you know, drinking wine out, out bitches' ass cracks. Right. You know, Cristal, in fact. I and, hear you, but... you spending all your money. Why don't we just make 10 louder? No, no, man. You can't do this that. This one goes to 11. turn this shit up to 12. Let's <laughs> do a decimal place in there. We go to 12.1. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I don't know. I could never get on his train. I mean, I recognize he's a good, talented guy, but I, I, I stopped listening from the beginning pretty much with him. What else you got? Uh, I'll move over into television, I okay. think, which I think is hilarious. Okay, so I may have mentioned it on one of our other little conversations, mm-hmm. um, but a show came out a little while back called God Friended Me, okay. and there were posters of it all over the place. I guess it's still on. I don't know. Immediately when I saw the poster, I was like, I can't. Oh, I threw up in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is hap. Somebody greenlit this thing, <laughs> and it made it past a pi- focus groups. It made it past pilot. It went straight mm-hmm. to their thirteen episode deal. You got right. you know, and it. I don't know. I guess I just feel like whoever it is that has their finger on the pulse is either a total moron or it is a fifteen year old girl. Well, I mean, when does something in the world have to have such staying power that it starts translating over into television, like? friended obviously friended is here to stay god god friended me yeah it's a thing that like the and generations did, relating to now for sure it's awful because you know does that mean that god's only on facebook well no god friended them but he's not wow, following he time to go on facebook and look and choose you and did he immediately the main character did he not just go in and be like yo god what's up man i mean like I don't get on Facebook much more because of the privacy shit, but my Instagram's blowing up, and it would really help if you'd start throwing me follows on other networks. Right. Because I'm trying to grow my audience, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to become God an influencer. God friended me, but I hate Facebook. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I really need to step up my follow, my influence game, and I need more, you know, and I need you. I need you on all. I need you on Vine. I need you on my Periscope. I need you on everything, dude. God, you got to reach out on all these other networks. Right. It's like, <laughs> Do you know anything about the show at all? I know that the title is... Besides the title, it, 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 it puts something that that people die for, uh, right. in right. in 
puts it under the umbrella of something so dumb, (laughs) so, so ridiculously dumb right? that you're thinking... I don't know. That might be genius television. Is is it? I mean, come on. People want a train wreck. And what better (laughs) to mix those two things together? But what's the pitch meeting for that one? Well, I don't know what the show's really about. Is it like two 17-year-old girls chewing bubble gum and walking in? They're like, hold on. You know, looking at their phone the whole time. And they're like, oh, don't God. worry. Don't worry. We'll wait. We'll buy anything that comes out of your mouth. Oh, my you God. obviously know what's going on. God just friended me. <gasps> Genius. 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 Can you get me uh, Can you, Can you? you get me in? Can you, you think you could uh, send him my way? Put in a good word. I'm a friend of a friend. I should be able to contact him now, right? I can send a message. I can see the advertising right now. <laughs> now that God, your friend, will be able to advertise anything and everything we want to him. Yeah. Yeah, no, the billboard alone spoke to uh, one piece of audience. I'm not sure that is exactly, but it wasn't me. Yeah, I just don't know who's watching. I don't imagine like this 65-year-old guy's like, all right, that's enough Fox News. God friends me. God friended me is on now. It, well, that's got to go check that out. That's the thing, though. My dad, he was watching the, the cheesiest of shows there towards the end. I mean, he would get in. I mean, one day he was like, you know, I know it's kind of cheesy, but that Alvin and Chipmunks movie, it was really, it was really, really good. I liked it. Really liked it. Wow. And then he got on the whole, uh, uh, what's the, the nerd smart TV show? Big Bang Theory. Yeah, he got on the Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, some of the As a guest ones. star? Yeah, no. <laughs> did he have? A, did he have an arc? He got into watching the show. No, uh, but but I don't know. I'm, some of these old old guys, they don't want to really have to think, and it's kind of entertaining to just kind of be like, eh, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know how did how to do. I was not that long ago. They must still have a couple uh, episodes out. Honestly, all I know is I I see the ads for it, and I go, I this is part of the problem. This is this is part of the problem. Well, that's what I mean. Who's watching regular television anymore? I feel like there's just so many terrible shows. Yeah, it's kind of like you have your choice between like a spinoff of every cop show that's ever been made, right? You know, so it's like NCIS with different titles, right? You know, and it can go down to Law and Order, right? You know, NCIS one of twenty five cities. I don't do any of those. Um, Lethal Weapon, right? Hawaii Five. It's always some. You know, That's what I'm talking about. I'm a plain clothes you gotta detective. Get on, gotta get on all the places, Amazon and Hulu and Netflix and find the, the, find the gems. Uh, that, that actually has some validity, that statement. Um, and we had that conversation earlier about how I feel like cable companies, have, you know, oh, yeah. as content creators, have kind of missed the boat uh, for several years. But then, you know, you look at the the majority of the shows that they pick up because the production value are reality TV shows. And I mean, we could spend hours talking about how the hell they green light something like temptation Island or, uh, who wants to marry my, their boss or, well, I think I read something the other day that's coming out. It's like hook up or get out. So it's a hotel. They go to a hotel and either you hook up or you get out. That's like, tender. Literally, the like, show that is tender. Like, you know what? Without they, the they ability to out. They're like, you know what? Do, what? What? How can we go to the next for it? Well, we got all these reality shows. Everyone's really kind of tuning in to see if anyone's going to hook up. Well, let's just make a show. If you don't hook up, you get kicked off. Yeah. Boom. And there. And it is. then the winner of the show is the one who walks away with the most STDs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's just total. Trash. If you have everybody on the show, 
Right. You're out. It really uh, is the last thing we get naked and afraid. No one's hooking up there. Temptation Island. Obviously, people naked are and up. afraid was like uh, being a teenager who couldn't get his hand on po- hands on porn. So he's looking at like the National Geographic <laughs> right, with the blurred out. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, man, there's a boob in there somewhere. I know. I, know. I could see all else of her. She has no clothes You know on. exactly. That, like, I'm sure the ratings guys were like, we are killing it. Yeah. In the males, you know, 16 to 21 age range. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be family households. That's because the children are watching. Yeah, not a lot of females, though. Yeah. Um, Interestingly enough. It's all right. The males are keeping us on and on air. That's right. (laughs) Um, Males. And then who greenlit the the first, like, real housewives of anything? It's like, all right, here's the pitch. Um, these, These people married somebody who was famous for doing one thing, whether it was being an athlete or and be, you know, rich, whatever, whatever it was, they just happened to marry the right person. And now they have that's to do. their entire claim to fame. Yeah. And all they do is spend money and complain. Right. And their whole life is like, well, we have a circle of girls or women who have all done the same thing. We have nothing to do but spend money and gossip. <laughs> yeah. And hate on each other. Right. Who wouldn't want to wash a bunch of filthy rich women who married into it? Just gossip and, and <laughs> look. Let's just let's just look at this logically. People have only so much time in their life where they're alive and they can go out and experience things. How do we want to fill that time? Now I can imagine there is a huge chunk of the population that wants to piss away at least a half hour. Shit, we could do over, and we could do an hour on this. I'm sure where they would love nothing more than just to sit and watch people who have money complain. And hate on each other. Right. About how their life is so hard. And it's, that's the majority. I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like Honey Boo Boo had a little bit more value than these clowns. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> at least she had, you know, at least she thought she was fabulous. And right. Had little <laughs> little things. But these, yeah. I mean, these are chicks with literally no talent. You know, they would be busted faced if they didn't have cash and get to go and get their liposuction and their you know freeze-dried mm-hmm. buttocks and whatever they're mm-hmm. doing and you know then they're like hey girl i'm i'm working on my album in the studio with like this top shit producer or whatever right and you're going nobody would ever give you anything yeah. like you were <laughs> you were such a you were such a failure um as a person so yeah i i just found i, f- I find those to be like uh, you know, I feel feel I feel like I gotta wash the TV if I even wash. You have to take a bath or shower. You have to take a shower after mm-hmm. watching regular television. Yep, yep. There's so much of that on there. I'm telling you, hook up or get out. That's it. We finally hit the wall. I'm into it though. Yeah. I'm gonna watch that show. Really? You've got my. You piqued my interest there. <laughs> the pitch sells itself. It does sound good. That sounds really hook up good. Or get out. That sounds like a pop look at that horn. loser. He's that hook it up, man. <laughs> that guy. I should tweet at him. Yeah. Who's, what's his Twitter handle? I would tweet, like, you suck. Yeah. You couldn't hook up. You should go after Candace. Right. She was the one who was going to fuck you. She would have hooked you up. She would up. go out to Candace. She was, oh, she was in the bag, dude. Yeah. And you didn't hook up. You lost mm-hmm. to Dion. Fuck. Man. Well, we all know about Dion. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I'll move over to movies. Um, all right. So, I'll start with one that you may not have seen. Okay. But to me, it was like, it kind of. It kind of took me out of left field, um, and it's called the D Train. <laughs> it is, and it's it's got uh, like James Marsden and um, 
Jack Black are the two stars. And, and the plot is simple enough. It's a, a Jack Black plays this, this guy who, you know, was, was pretty unpopular in high school, came from a, comes from a one horse town, still works at the school as like a teacher or whatever. And, um, had, has no real claim to fame, has no anything kind of going in his life. Right. Right. And James Marsden played, plays the guy who was really popular in high school and then came out to LA and maybe did a, a movie or a TV show, you know, did something, you know, like imagine, you know, you reach some minor level of celebrity where everybody's like, Ooh, we've got a famous guy who went From to our, our high, high school. school. Right. But this, it, is, this is the one where they have a reunion and they're like, if we get him to come to the that's reunion. That's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I'm telling you the plot right now, so far, imagine the executives in the room are going, all right, sounds good. Mm-hmm. So what happens is Jack Black gets this guy. It's his whole job. He's just trying to make this happen, trying to get a little bit of stuff, something going in his life. This is going to be something that'll that'll boost his confidence and make him feel great. He's out there. He's trying to convince James Marsden to come in. They go out. They have a couple of drinks, and bam, James Marsden fucks him in the ass. That's... <laughs> wait what that's right why because they were you know they were out having drinks yeah and they were they're they're partying they're having a good time exactly why that's what's so (laughs) exciting about this and then right at the pinnacle of the night when everybody's feeling good they're making out and bang jack black's getting banged in the in the in the pooper by 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 james martin yeah tell me (laughs) Well, what about the reunion? Like, what about the, what, what, I mean, did that make Jack feel better about his life? Right. Did he feel popular after that? Or, you know, like, honestly, I was at a loss for words when I saw, when I got to that point in the movie. I'm like, where do I go from here? No, no. I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. You have lost me. (laughs) Plus, at the end of the movie, they're like, they've got that kind of like, hey, it's cool, man wink like we'll right. we'll always be bros we'll always have paris that kind of thing right. like none of them are gay neither one of them are gay it's just like right one one guy unassumingly got taken by a guy he you know was willing to give the world to to have him come to some shitty reunion and the other guy's just like i drink i fuck what whatever's in my path i don't give a shit about anything right like i'm not gay i'm not straight i'm not whatever well, just, you're just a toy to me that kind of thing and i'm just kind of going this this got dark real fast right <laughs> poor jack <laughs> i mean how does he bounce back from this you, i mean he's still got to go back to work the reunion's a one night shot you know the he's last gonna... thing i'd want to do is go back to my people with him with me <laughs> now he's got to live with the memory of being penetrated by james marsden the rest of his life and is that maybe that's why they called it the d train I well, think the guy's name was D. Right, but there, and it, that was the nickname he wanted. They but, wanted to plant that seed yeah. just so people could think back, like the Dick Train. That's what it's I think. The they, D Train. Yeah, the D Train. That's what he does. He just has. He just has sex with anybody. Exactly. So, That's all right, funny. I'll move on to another. Uh, these are like layups as okay. far as compared to that. Are one. you kidding me? Uh, and they're actually rated among some of the worst movies ever made. I'm just wondering how the hell it happened. Uh, the Emoji Movie. I did not hate it. I'm sure you didn't hate it. 
No. If you were five. It worked for me. It did? Mm-hmm. For an animated feature, I had a good time with it. Oh, my God. That was balls out bad. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> no problem. I was like, okay. I was in one of those like early Sunday mornings. I get out of bed. Kind of like, all right, all right. That's yes, working for me. in okay. an elevator bed. I did not. I couldn't wait to, to turn it off. I couldn't even. I was like, wait a second. There's like, I mean, come on. These are emojis, <laughs> dude. It totally played for the time. It was, I mean, that was like, it was perfect timing for that movie. Oh my god, for the kids. You, I'm losing my respect. Yeah, that's okay for you. It's okay. Um, the other one that I had, which also was <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop. Oh, I couldn't even see it. Two. Oh, okay. I Not didn't the see first one, or two. one. The first one I get. Sure. You know, that's like Jack. But he comes that's, back. that's like Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill. Paul Blark returns. That's like, hey, you know what? We're trying to mix it up. We're trying mm-hmm. to make some family funny family features. And hey, it's actually a Paul Blart Mall Cop is actually a pretty funny premise when you think about how you dog on like mall cops. Yeah, you know what I mean. How they uh, just imagine it, all of the great like characters that Will Ferrell plays is a guy who takes his job way too seriously, like when he shouldn't be. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's, he, he acts like, uh, I'm, I'm the greatest guy in the world and I've got the world, you know, power by the balls. But, right. But I'm a nobody. You right. Know, like I'm the king of my little tiny pond. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's where I, you know, I felt like they were kind of, they were going with it. And, and yeah, the first one, I don't think it lost money. I think it was okay. But, when I found out they were doing a second one, yeah. it was like Paul Blart Mall Cop to Mall Copier, right? Like how do you how do you one up the <laughs> right. the one the, the one trick pony genius that was the original, right? You know how do you up the stakes on that? It's not like you can go die hard, you know, die, die harder. harder, yeah. <laughs> Live free or Mall Cop, right. you know, like you don't. Not that much shit happens in the mall. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was the idea of the first one, but you're right. <laughs> How do you... Oh, well, they maybe. <laughs> it would have been awesome if it came back and he was like... You cut to... He was like just jacked. Right. You know what I mean? He wasn't like Paul Blart anymore. Maybe it changed his name to Vincenzo Gimani. Right. And he's, you know, he's totally <laughs> changed his image and now he's like living the high life. Right. And, you know, you take a different journey with him. Right. Now he's got. Now he's riding around one of those like uh, handheld motorized skateboards instead of like a hover, a, yeah, so, right, <laughs> hoverboard, right. <laughs> Maybe he's undercover. I don't know. I just I, I I don't think there was too much that you could have done with that. So I don't know why anybody would have been like, other than saying cash grab. Yeah, we could go straight to D, you know VHS or DVD VHS. We could go straight. <laughs> we could go. We could go straight to Betamax on well, this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have the, we'll have the soundtrack released on vinyl within weeks. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, that that one doesn't come as such a surprise as such a terrible idea. <laughs> I am movie. so I am my my I'm so old. Like we're going to go straight straight to VHS. Right. Like oh yeah. And if and if you really got the cash, we'll do a reel to reel. Right. Oh. It reminds me of a video that that someone showed recently of them giving kids a rotary phone and being like, "You've got ten minutes to figure out how to dial this number." No shit. <laughs> they were like, it's got letters on no, it. Like no, you can text no, no. on it. Like I don't know. You gotta turn this thing. Like beating their head against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, there was one, one other, like one movie that I, I, I haven't talked about, but it was one of those movies from the past. I don't know if you follow Harmony Corinne. 
mm-hmm. or like Vincent Gallo or any of the you know back when I was into the movie stuff. Okay. Way back when, uh, I love to watch all these movies that were hailed as like critical critically acclaimed you know the critics just love them because they push the boundaries of what we know and how we feel and they affect us emotionally and all these things and you know what some people consider to be a good movie is totally different than what critics consider to be a good film okay yeah right so Mm -hmm. you and i could sit and watch uh, a marvel avengers or mm-hmm. an avatar, or you know, one yeah. of these movies, like, and you're like, "Wow, this is good. This is cool. This is good." Then you watch something like, like Gummo, which was a very interesting movie. Um, it's literally about like this kind of weird, funky ass looking kid. He looks, he, he looks like tra- is tra- like the trashiest kind of kid that you can imagine. Like, never wears a shirt. He's always riding his bike around. Yeah, he's super skinny and awkward. And I don't really know what he does throughout the whole film. He just kind of goes around and right. does stuff, kind of like kids. Larry Clark's kids. Yeah, just, you know, they just call it kids fucking. It would have been the, you know, and kids fucking one gets AIDS. That's it. Like that. That right. that's the plot of that movie. Um. Yeah, that and Bully. Those are both. Bully was based off a true story, though. So that oh, was uh, okay. that actually that shit happened. Um, so that was a, a very that was a good movie, I thought, because he 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 made it gritty and kind of real. Yeah. But um, you know, a lot of these things where you're like uh, Buffalo '66 was Vincent Gallo's movie. Uh, the okay. original one with Christina Ricci. I thought that was that was interesting for an independent movie. It just shows what what kind of storytelling you could do back before the iPhone came out, and anybody could be a movie maker. Right. Um, you know, you had to go out and get eight mil or sixteen mil or whatever, and and shoot a movie and do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, you know. So this is what people were storytelling at a shoestring budget. He came out with a movie, it can. Um, I don't remember what year it was. It was well, could have been twenty years ago at this point. But Chloe Sevigny was in it, um, and it was called The Brown Bunny. Okay. And he showed it at can, and. It was the only movie, I think, in, in Cannes history where everybody at the end of the movie stand up and booed. Oh, like, no. Booed him out of the room, and he stood up and said, I will never make another film again. Now, I tell you why I think that happened. Okay. <laughs> and this is coming down to, like, how you might be able to... How, how, unless he paid for the movie himself, how do you pitch this to a boardroom full of suits? So the whole movie is about a guy who's like riding across on his motorcycle trying to replace the one true love that he's lost, that kind of thing. He comes okay. across Chloe Sevigny. Um, and at the end, full full on guy pulls out his, his dong and she fellates him. Like she she just blows him at the end. Okay. Like not not like basic instinct where you get just a little squirrel shot like no. this was full-blown they like, spent a little is, too much time she in grand deep it was porno she was blowing this guy and i'm going that's how that's you where you out. lose that's where you lost them i think that's where you lose the critics right when you go straight to you like that's just gratuitous what kind of a punch you were trying to pull there yeah. how do you how do you how do you pitch that <laughs> kind of like the d train right it's kind of like okay Here's the thing. This guy, he's heartbroken. They're he's looking for his one true coming. love. He meets this girl, real nice, and then bam, she's blowing him. No one's going to see it coming. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I'm talking about a M. Night Shyamalama ding dong twist. <laughs> it's going to be balls out. <laughs> People will be talking about it for years. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine the looks on faces when they see me pull out my stuff 
and she starts i mean this is gonna be we're talking can, mm-hmm. can you smell can you smell oscar i do mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. around the corner this is gonna be big because this is the kind of flick that they like to talk about this one no one's doing it nobody's blowing people on on, on screen in movies in r-rated films yeah they mm-hmm. are not mm-hmm. no we're we can pushing, get away with it shoot it like this pushing boundaries it's gonna be great and for a movie that's an hour and a half, I think they'll respect the fact that I spent 45 minutes on the blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the stuff is just filler leading up to it. Look, I'm a trendsetter, okay? That's what I do. Maybe we should just call it the blowjob. The blowjob. No, we got to, they don't want to see it coming. Really? How about the, the BJ? The brown job. The brown t- <laughs> <laughs> The blowjob bunny. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. The blow to the brown bunny. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, okay. I'll leave it at that because I think we're a little the over. brown jackrabbit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the stinky pinky. Um <laughs> Okay, so I will I will end yeah. it there, but we will we will be back. We can I'm continue sure. that one. Might have to have a have a, have our our guest artist on for that one. Oh yes, what's <laughs> that, Rick? I love my grandkids. Oh, psych. Just kidding. My new catchphrase is I don't give a. F- just shake that ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. Just shake that ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. Roll credits. Just shake that ass. Roll the credits. Go. Just shake that ass. That's the end of season one. That's the end, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. Is my new catchphrase. You. That's season one. Boom. Season one. I'm kidding.